Hello and welcome to Plotris. This is Lane. This is Meg. And today we're reading A Rake's Vow, a subtitle written by me, The Batshit Continues, by Stephanie Lawrence. This was published in 1998 and is the second in the Sinster Family series. You guys, you guys, <laughs> the, I, I thought the first Sinster was the most batshit thing I'd ever read. She she thought that she was going to read Devil's Bride and that was going to be crazy and they were all going to be downgrades after that. No, 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 no. Book jacket, let's do this. Vain Sinster greatly enjoys his dalliances, but he's always remained aloof when other Sinster men stepped up to the altar. Can we just interrupt Side immediately? Note, Only Devil has gotten married. One, one. Okay. Side note, close. <laughs> Resolved to never submit to being leg-shackled to any woman, he believes he's found the ideal temporary refuge from London's infuriating husband hunters at Bellamy Hall. But an encounter with irresistible patience, Debington, has his head and his heart spinning, and soon he has more than mere seduction on his mind. But patience is not about to succumb to arrogant, presumptuous, vain, sensuous propositions. Certainly his kisses leave her weak, and his caresses leave her flushed and burning with desire. But he is bound to be unfaithful, just like every other man. And despite his assurances, she will not trust the handsome, elegant rogue with her heart. But can a promise to resist temptation stand firm when passion demands otherwise? That's a rhetorical question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy. I mean, this book jacket is inaccurate in many ways. <laughs> Would you know that the main, like, plot of this book, other than the romance, was a mystery about a thief and a murderer? No, not at all. Did you get that from this summary? It's not in there at all. Okay, and mm -hmm. also, FYI, vain... Uh, is not going to Bellamy Hall. That was not his primary... No, it's just raining, and that's where he gets sidetracked. Yeah. He's like, oh, there's a storm. Better go to Bellamy Hall. It's on my way. And I think I'll be fine because my aunt lives there. Godmother. Yeah. It's, it's her aunt, his godmother. You're right. Yeah. So, um, no, so basically, inaccurate doesn't actually add to the summary at all. Basically, no. it's just two people meet and they want a bone. And it's like, yeah, like you could do a better job at yeah. the book jacket. I mean, to be fair, though, this gets the essence of the book. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. Okay. All right. So this week, our randomly generated number for our personally written summaries is 38. And thank God. I feel like with Stephanie Lawrence, I need like a you novel. You need it. Yeah. Because the original summaries have nothing. Yeah, exactly. So Meg, what is your 38-word summary? All right, here it is. Why bother searching for a spouse when your perfect match will be provided by fate? I guess that's why Vane's not looking. If you haven't got the mystery figured out before Vane has, you haven't been paying attention. And mine. Apparently, all the dudes from this series are going to be isolated with women they fall instantly in love with, but the women won't have them. In principle, I like it. I couldn't follow what was happening in this one at all. My actual note was I couldn't follow this one at all because that's actually 38 lines, but yeah, I felt yeah, the need yeah. to... You had to add that in. Add ad that lib, in. ad lib. Ad lib. That's cool. All right, quality. I mean, tropes. As usual, family is the most important thing, and specifically, the Sinster family. Um, she is a tragic orphan with a younger brother who inherited who inherited too young. Yes, and she's looking. She she takes care of the estate. She takes care of the earldom. He's an earl. Mm, no, he's just a guy. Lord Ling. She he, takes care just of a squire. Okay, but. I will say that she's on the lookout for a good male role model for him. Yes. 
This is like her That's sorry. her number one reason to go to London is to get him like a bro. Yeah, she doesn't want to get married. Correct. She wants to find someone who will raise him up in the ways that he should go. <laughs> Which, but every man she's met is unacceptable. Yeah. Including me. They're either too callow, too artsy, artsy too much of a rake. Too annoying and like to be fair. Oh, uh, okay. Never mind. We'll get there later. Can I say the only person I think she would ever find acceptable is Freddie from Cotillion? I love. No, she wouldn't like Freddie. I, in my opinion. Why? I, because I think she would think Freddie was too polite or something weird like that. Okay, I was thinking of someone who was of the ton but inoffensive. Well, she doesn't want him to be inoffensive. She wants him to be. Ah, uh, yes. You know, a real man. Then, like, I'm not, not kidding. Like, there's a lot of being a real man or a real woman. Oh, there's so much. Oh, my God. We'll get to offensiveness okay, okay. in, like, an hour because we <laughs> talk so much about these. Um, he can't say I love you. No, he Because he it's can't. beneath him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and guess what? She won't marry unless the man loves her. Because her parents had a tragic marriage. Oh, Lordy, I know. Um, she, her father was a philanderer. And her mother was in love with him. Yes. Uh, and apparent, So apparently this is the worst thing ever is to be in love with a man who doesn't love you back and then cheats on you. Even though she, the mother never fell out of love with him and never stopped praising him to her kids. Uh, I mean, honestly, I felt like that relationship could have been a lot worse. <laughs> especially, but, like, especially contextualizing it in the times. Yeah. Like, I have a doting mother who loves me and loves my dad, and my dad's in and out, and we knew he was cheating. Yeah. Like, look, that sucks, but, like... could It could have been way worse. Way, way worse. Um, she learns that rakes aren't that bad. <laughs> it's so weird, I know, yes. Because he's a rake. Like, he's screwed around, and he's... But, like, love is serious. Yeah. These the All the sinister guys, I guess, are, like, the number one... They, they just sleep with every woman who they But you can? don't learn any details about them. Never. You just get a general statement that they have screwed everything that moves without yeah. any elaboration or personality. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, this is so true. All right. Um, and the Harry's godmother, her aunt, is definitely the meddling aunt who knows them both better than they know oh, themselves. so, so true. So I have a question. Yes. In regards to the line that he won't say I love you, so he's a rake just like her dad, duh. Yeah. On that note, what the fuck does the following mean? The intensity of Vane's need, the intensity he brought to the act of loving her, loving her. He'd use the words in the physical sense. <laughs> the physical sense of using your words is speaking. Is actually using your so words. So what? Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? This this is a theme in Lawrence's novels is they they don't want to say that and actually if you think back to On Devil's Bride, he never actually says he loves her in that book. Okay. He never says I love you, but she knows that he loves her because of how he uses the words in the physical sense. Yes. <laughs> how he physically loves her. And there's somehow she can tell there's some kind of difference. Okay, guys, I'm not even kidding. This is like 40 books in the future now. I'm, I'm jumping forward in time. There is a book where she wants, she wants to tell him that she loves him, but she doesn't, she can't because he hasn't said it yet. And the way that she shows him that she loves him is by giving him this amazing blowjob. <laughs> 
Like, I'm not even kidding. I love Lauren so much. And then, like, the next day. And yet, for some reason, he didn't realize that's what she was saying. <laughs> I wonder why. And, like, the next day, there's this whole misunderstanding. But anyway. So, like, this is this not going to stop here. Thank God. That's all I'll say. Thank God. <laughs> Yeah, thank God, because yeah. why else would we read these books? Honestly, the bat shittery yeah. is the highlight. Yeah, so it's like literally it's action speak louder than words, but it's turned all the way up, like as far as you can go, because sure, maybe actions do speak louder than words, but they're not clearer than words. Well, and the other thing is, I think things that frustrate me about normal books with Lauren's, I'm just like, this is part of the charm. Yes. I would usually hate several hundred pages of conflict about like whether or not you can articulate a feeling, <laughs> but in this, I'm like eating it up. I'm like, yes, think one more time about how you love her but won't say it for a hundred pages. Well, I'm fine. And literally, the way they clear these things up is, is never by talking to each other. Never, Lane. So, for example, in the beginning, she misjudges him and basically goes to him and says, you stay away from my brother, you're a bad influence on him. Yes. You're and not honorable. You're not honorable. And Vane is so offended. The and worst then, thing you can say to Vane, yeah. obviously. So then later, Patience talks to her aunt, Minnie, who somehow is, explains how the sinsters work. And Patience is like, oh, oops, I guess I misjudged him. And she goes later and says, sorry, I misjudged you. But they never talk about no. it. And then again later, he realizes that she can't trust him because of how her father acted. But she never tells him. He just figures this out from some oblique conversations with, with Minnie, Minnie. Yeah. And with Gerard, her, her brother. brother. <laughs> And somehow he figures it out. So they never talk with each other to, to figure out these emotions or, no. or, or how to resolve the conflict. No. Because why would you? In fact, um, he thinks about himself, I think, more than he thinks about anything else yeah. in this book. So I don't really know how he gets around to solving the conflict. He thinks a lot about... Um, himself and his family in the third person. Yeah, so some really nice examples here. She, He's like, let's waltz. Do you know how to waltz? And she's like, oh yeah, I've waltzed before. And he says, you've yet to waltz with a sinster. <laughs> mm -hmm. And wait, my perhaps my favorite part of this book, because I have read this before. It's not my favorite. Didn't really stick out to me, but I, I had never... This didn't stick out to you? Well, that part stuck out it's to me. It's all that shit. But the, the part that really stuck out with me to me in this book is that literally their first meeting is out of a horror movie. Yes. So there's this big storm whipping up. He decides to pay an unannounced visit to Bellamy Hall, which is where Minnie, his godmother, lives. So he turns down the way, drops off his carriage at the stables, gets out and just walks around the house where he sees Patience leaning over and trying to get her cat out of the uh, flower bed. And there's like a crack of lightning. Yes. Min uh, Patience sits up, sees him outlined behind her in the window. So it's a, refl it's a mirror square. Squ ugh. A mirror scare is what it is. Yeah. She sees him in the mirror and she's like, holy shit, there's a guy back there. She turns around and she's going to fall backwards in the flower garden and he grabs her. It's so fast that she can't even see him move. So it was Shades of Twilight for me. Yes. Like grabs her, pulls her out of the... <laughs> Pulls her out of the uh, Meg is reenacting this for me, I, you guys. Sorry, I'm knocking shit over here in my in my office. And he pulls her out, and then she goes, a "Gentleman would have coughed or something." And he says, 
But you see, I'm not a gentleman. I'm a sinster. We're conquerors, not gentlemen. That is their introduction to one another. This is how they meet each other. <laughs> this doesn't even try to make any sense. And I love it so much more for that. Right? Like, she's not trying to have, like, humans have dialogue. No. This is not, hu <laughs> this is not human dialogue. <laughs> This, this is, is not how humans communicate. And in fact, they solve all their conflicts, as you mentioned, by talking to other people. Yeah. They don't talk to each other. But yeah, and like literally, if some guy who just appeared out of nowhere and like freaked me the fuck out, and then he goes, actually, I'm not a gentleman, I'm a conqueror, <laughs> in no way would that I would be like, feel I'm better. getting raped right now. Yeah, exactly. That would be my first thought. Exactly. So on the other hand, like how can he even be upset that she's like, you're not a good influence on Gerard when you don't even introduce yourself to a lady? And... And literally in this conversation that they proceed to have, he tries to figure out her, both her marital status and social status to figure out, because he th thinks she's hot. He saw her butt when she was leaning over to get the Most cat. important part of, part of a woman. Yeah. You know. And so he thinks she's hot and he's like, I want to sleep with her. And so he needs to figure out, number one, is she a widow? Number two, is she a, a wife, someone else's wife? Number three, is she a servant that I can dally with? And when it turns out she's a mere miss, not a mere miss, she's a, a gentlewoman, Miss Debbington, he's like, guess I better marry her. Yeah, that's pretty much all it takes. Like, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Yeah, mm hmm that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, okay. my big question, though, as we alluded to in the beginning, the central conflict here is that Minnie collects down-and-out people. Yeah. So she has a s large coterie living at Bellamy Hall with her of like distant cousins and friends and random she has picked up. There are literally 14 different characters in this book. Yeah. There are, there are more later, but there are 14 living in this house. And Minnie is so relieved to see Vane because things have been going missing from all of the guests. Yes. Like things have been being stolen. And there has have been lights and moans and noises from the grounds at night. Yes. So there, there's the, they call the the lights outside the specter. <laughs> S P E T C R E. I wish you all could see my face right now. And it's capitalized, the specter. And then there's also a petty thief. And there's the thief. There's and the Vane somehow immediately figures out that they're two different people. I have no clue. Like for me, if I was investigating this, I'd be like, yeah, same same person. There's like one criminal and not two. But the Spectre at this point hasn't even done anything criminal. Also not done anything, yeah. True. So like, hold on. Let me also just go through these characters because also they're extremely difficult to, find, to figure out who they are. Lawrence has... First of all, they all have similar names, but second yes. of all, she has no talent for like distinct voices also or true. characterization. So if you're wondering at any point in this novel, other than Patience, her brother, Aunt Minnie, and Vane, and Vane himself, if I had any idea who anyone was, no, I did no. not. No. I did not. But okay, so again, there, there are 14 different characters. Mm -hmm. Let me read the, these names to you. And you can also see why it was maybe kind of hard to figure them out, like differentiate them. So you have Agatha, Angela, Alice, Edgar, Edith, Edmund, Whitacombe, the General, Henry, Gerard, Patience, Tims, Minnie, and Vane. P.S. His real name is Spencer. <laughs> but don't call him that. Why is his name Vane, Meg? You don't remember this? No, I do. Because he always know which he always knows which way the wind is blowing. What does that mean? He has some sort of intuition and can figure shit out. 
Great. Okay, so... <laughs> I mean, that's, that's it, right? I mean, am I wrong? This is an actual sentence of Vane trying to work through the mystery one night that something valuable goes missing. Other than myself, Minnie, Tims, Miss Debbingham, Angela, and Mrs. Chadwick, any one of you could have been the culprit. Like, literally, you know you have too many characters when you read that, and you say, other than me and five other people, could have been anyone. I mean, if you read Agatha Christie, five people is a pretty good number of suspects. You don't need 14. But you have 14 here. We ha you so have 14. Relish, it's, more is always better. <laughs> relish in it. Bathe in it. It's so much. There are so many characters, and it. it's really, really hard to figure them apart. Yeah, like, the mystery is easy to solve, except that I couldn't remember if the general was a different person or was actually Whittaker Henry. Yes. And FYI, every single one of these characters is present for the final scene. Yes. Twelve of them are hidden behind some screens, some privacy screens, eavesdropping on the other two. Yeah. And like, you know I love a sitcom ending. This was too much for me. I mean, like, it's literally, you, it, this is not a sitcom ending, this is a Looney Tunes ending. It's 12 people hidden behind a screen, somehow unobtrusively entering the room. Like, and then, I'm imagining them like tiptoeing in like the Pink Panther. Then the two guilty parties are just outlining their crimes very specifically at exactly the right moment. I mean, this this is a cartoon ending. It's not a sitcom ending. It's a cartoon ending. It was ridiculous. Um, but, you know, that's cool. And one of them, Edith, she tats all the time. Yeah. Now, I know Lane can explain this to me, so please do, because I was like, what the fuck is that? Ta I'm a knitter. That's why Meg thinks I can explain it, because I'm a fiber person. Well, um, and she told me she could. So. Okay. <laughs> it's um, a technique of lace making. Hmm. That involves making tiny knots and loops that make a really dense, sturdy lace. So it's not like airy lace. Mm -hmm. It's like... It's like thick lace? It's like knitting, but lace? No, because no. the, the strands themselves are still just as thin as they would be. Okay. But rather than like super airy single strand lace, you're tying it together in loops and okay. making it really dense. So like a lot of doilies mm -hmm. that you see that are meant to act mm -hmm. as like coasters yeah. could, I mean, now they're probably made by machines. Sure. Back in the day would have been tatting because like, they have a little more okay. heft and weight to the actual thing itself. Yeah. So and, that's... And Edith is also deaf. Right. Yeah. So she hangs around and tats all the time. I mean, literally, that is Edith's character. She's deaf and she tats. Yeah. But Vane figured out she's deaf. How? You tell me, because I do not remember. I didn't pay enough out? attention to any of these characters. How no, did I think you just out? noticed that she was always looking when she heard someone. Okay, good, yeah. Because I was like, wait, was there was there a, a, an amazing scene? I don't know. I didn't, didn't see it. Um, yeah, so I, I, again, I have no idea how he figured... You know, actually, no. I do know how he figured out that the specter and the thief were two different people. It's because he has this intuition. He's vain. He knows what's going on. Great. Fig sorry, just figured that one out. Uh-huh. That... That was a little too subtle for me, Stephanie. <laughs> um, so he, of course, upon realizing she's a miss, is like, can't seduce her or just have to marry her. Yeah. But why does he decide it's her that he is going to marry, Meg? I, I mean, he says at several points that it's fate, that fate decrees that they're going to get married. So the, the, the opening scene of this 
novel. It's him leaving the church that he had to pay for the roof of because because he bet he on, bet his on his devil's yeah. wedding day and children and whatnot. Yeah. So he's he's in a carriage, like riding away, thinking about how he never wants to get married. I ain't never getting married. <laughs> you know, cracking the whip. This British lord thinks I ain't never getting married. Yes, 100%. I mean that's. I think that's how his thoughts were going. It sounds like his voice for sure. I mean, that's how I imagined Fane to talk. I don't know what you were thinking. I don't know either. But he, yeah, so he's he's driving along and cracking his whip and thinking, I'm never getting married. And um, there's a big storm. His groom goes, Hey, sir, have, did you see the big cloud back there? And he looks behind him and he's like, Uh oh, this cloud seems like fate's in the works. I better find somewhere to hide out so I don't have to get married. Like, I'm not kidding. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, Minnie lives around here. I'll go to Minnie's place. I'll be safe there. From even, marriage. Even though he knows. He, they call it Minnie's Menagerie. Yeah. He knows that she's got like this whole entourage that stays with her. So I'm not sure why he thinks Minnie's place is safe when he, she has like 50 million people who stay there. Anyway, so I'll go, go to Minnie's place. I'll, I'll stay there. No one can trap me into marriage if I get there. And of course, immediately he, falls in love. It, well, he sees dad ass. That's, that's it. That is He's like fate. fate. So she, of course, as we've mentioned, is reluctant to make any commitments to him. Yeah. Without the words "I love you," even though they have been making out all over town because all over. Lawrence gets it. So of course he decides he leaves one night after a big fight, and then he realizes halfway because fate that he really needs to turn around and go back. Yeah, he does. So he scales the building. He duh. Does. And in order to break into her bedroom, Meg, how does he get into her locked bedroom window? He's like, how am I going to get in here? This lock. He climbs up the ivy, too. So he's like hanging on this ivy. On the side of this old mansion. Uh Uh-huh. And he's like, how am I going to get in this house? The cat comes over and unlocks the window for him. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, she just, that's normally how the cat gets out and she knows how to unlock windows. On several stories up. Yeah. She just jumps out, I guess. Totally. I mean, maybe she uses the ivy too. I don't know. (laughs) She lets him in to the room. The cat. Yeah. It's a gray cat named Mist. And you want to know what he thinks and says to her when she lets him into the room? I like making females purr. (laughs) Actually, that's, that's at a different location. That he says that, but yes, I'm sure he's thinking that again. But yeah, later this I'm is sorry. this is a subtle innuendo from Vane. He like sees the cat and she's like, "Oh, if the cat's bothering you," he's like, "Oh no, I like making females purr." Sorry, my brain conflated two terrible yeah. moments with the cat into one. But I'm just saying this: the, when he does, if this were like a thought in his head, I probably would not have thought it was quite as... I would have thought it was silly. But he actually says it out loud and it's supposed to be like an example of his amazing flirtatious <laughs> skills. Perfect. And she's like confused. She's like, huh? Make females purr? What? You'll, you'll learn. You will learn, patience. Anyway, he tells her when the first night they see the specter. So yeah. they see both see a light from their bedroom. They both run outside. Yeah. She realizes she's chasing him. They take that moment to make out for a while. Yeah, which, I mean, hey, you so know, would I. Downtime, that absolutely dark, stormy, foggy night. Hold me tighter. Great, tiny dancer. Um, he eventually sees the specter says, you have to stay here. I'm going to go investigate. You she, stay here while I investigate. Stay right here. She's like barefoot in a nightgown, whatever. She immediately runs out to him. 
after him, falls in a hole yeah. and sprains like her whole leg yeah. from what it sounds yeah. like. She like twists her ankle but sprains her knee. <laughs> now this also it seems a little weird to me because wouldn't it be more likely that you sprain your foot or your ankle than your knee? But yeah, you know, whatever. It was fine. Um, so she's a little bit of a helpless nuisance yeah. through some of the early bits. And he is the great master detective for no reason. Yeah. But of course, this does lead to some, this, so she's got to rest her knee. She has to rest her knee. Obviously, her and comfort. Yes, and so he carries her up and down the stairs like she's nothing. He's so big and strong. And she gets to sit on a daybed all day long on a daybed. She doesn't sit on a sofa. She sits on a daybed. It's another thing Lauren's likes. She likes daybeds. I do too. I mean, I do too, but so do the sinsters. To use the favorite family. Yeah. And so they use the, the spraying knee as an opportunity to make out a lot. Yeah. And he literally ties her to the bed one time. And then leaves. And leaves, yes. But, no, but then he has to come back and untie her discreetly so that people don't know that he tied her. And unfortunately, or, or fortunately, depending on you, your taste, it does not turn kinky. Yeah, it, it was a weird moment. It was very odd. Um, so other than the fact that this book make, makes no sense at all, yeah. what offended you about this book? I mean, I, I guess I didn't understand the excuse for Patience's dad. So Minnie is sort of explaining how Patience, Patience's dad Patience's mother was in love with her father. Yes. So far, so good. I don't see a big deal here. But her father didn't love her mother. And so, according to Minnie, he did the gentlemanly thing and left her alone for most of the time. This is a literal quote from the book. Yeah. So literally, this came straight out of the book. I just don't get it. Like, what does that even mean? I don't understand. So, like, was it good that he left the family to be raised in isolation? Was it bad? Was Minnie condemning him? Was she like, well, this was totally fine? I don't know. This is less an offensive thing and more of, I just And I think I read it. it more as like a, well, your father didn't want to leave your mother on. Lead your mother on. But yeah. they're married. They're married. So like, what's leading on in right. this context? Like, is there anything really wrong with, with hey, I'm going to hang out here with my wife who loves me? I don't know. I, I just didn't, I guess I just didn't understand it oh, at all. Oh, I definitely didn't either. Because if it were like a straight condemnation of him and basically he was really terrible, he left his family alone to be, he didn't raise his son the way he should have, I would have gotten it. But it wasn't like a condemnation. It was like, well, he did the gentlemanly thing. Very weird. And then I was like, well, maybe this is his whole, I'm not a gentleman, I'm a conqueror. Like, maybe that's good. Oh, gentlemen are bad guys, and yeah, I'm not. I don't I know. I guess. I don't know. So, uh, the thing I was most offended by is there's a lot of casual sexism. There's a lot. It's a lot of gender essentialism. Yes. And so, like, at one point, um, someone gets attacked by the specter, and the specter turns violent. Yeah. And Vane's thought is women don't have the intestinal fortitude to bash yeah. someone's head in. Not, not the like, strength. Not, like, based on the wound. Yeah. Like, this involved more upper body strength than any of the women in the house have. Nothing, like specific without reason intestinal fortitude and then he also describes father fathers as the natural leaders of families yes and he thinks patience was sensible even logical for a woman <laughs> i also love when he's thinking this because the reason he's thinking this is why would she refuse my hand in marriage she's logical for a woman and logically any woman would want to marry me so 
why did she turn me down? There has to be a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of, I don't know. I mean, like in the moment, wouldn't you just be like, hmm, there has to be a reason. You don't have to think she's logical. There must for, be a a woman. for a woman. Yeah. For a woman. Yeah, logical for a woman. I know. It I was, know. it was tough. However, Lauren's and sexiness. This is where she delivers. This is this is why we keep reading these books. Let's be honest here. Well, I do like how little sense they make. I mean, like I do get a lot of joy out of the fact <laughs> that they make no sense. There's a lot. Okay, so we've talked about this before, but Lawrence talks about rains a lot. Yeah. But rains, not in the sense of. Well, she talks about rains a lot in general because they are also there are carriages. Forty-five instances of the word rains. Forty-five instances, but only fifteen of them are actually reins on a horse. Otherwise they're on demons. Impulses. And passion. Perfect. Yeah. So she talks about demons a lot. Demons are And not demon the person. One of no, the no, other no, sinister no. cousins. Yeah, this is true. He's <laughs> not demon the cousin. The demons are basically their their sexual impulses. I right? guess. And so he, he doesn't want to let his demons off the reins because then I, I, actually, I'm not. Sh I don't know why. <laughs> like, why is control such a big thing? I and I'm, I'm not talking about like BDSM control, right? Like, just like literally him letting his guard down and being spontaneous with her. Because these sex sessions are like choreographed, right? And like, I get that his plan is seducing her into marriage, right? Yeah. But if he wants her and she wants him, like, why is him having sex with her, like? such a big deal and like the ruination of his plan exactly. and I just don't understand. I don't get it. And so they they ha they start having sex and she says no, I won't marry you. Right. And he figures out he figures out that it has something to do with her father. Right. And he's like I just need to convince her to marry me. Right. And so he's like we'll continue to have sex and I will make her addicted to me. Right. My body. Yeah, so I'm going to make it so that she craves my body. Yeah. And marries me to satiate her lust. Yeah. But I'm not going to withhold sex from her. She will be able to continue having sex with me. Yeah. So the marriage is going to be for no reason. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just really weird. And so basically this also just proves her right about him being a right. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, if, if he's having sex with her because he thinks it's going to lead to marriage, that's one thing. But she thinks he's a rake, and then he's like, yeah, no, we're just going to have sex without marriage all the time. Yeah. And I'm not saying that sex has to take place within the bounds of marriage. I'm just saying that if he wants to prove to her that he's not a rake, this is not doesn't seem to be the way. Yeah. But uh, uh, on the other hand, I'm not complaining. <laughs> I mean, as I said in these notes, and this is what I typed to Meg, I said, like, very sexy, I hate myself. His internal monologue on not losing control almost ruins it. When we go to her room at Minnie's in London, I was very here for it. And I said, I know. Why is this sexy? But um, FYI, I preferred when they were at Anoria's house during the ball. And then you said, I know why this is sexy. Yeah. I do know Because it is. is. <laughs> it's just... I just... It just is sexy. It's really sexy. And I hate, I hate it because he's gross on a lot of levels yeah. and yet I'm just like yes continue yeah. there's a scene against the wall mm -hmm. where he's like just picking her up and I'm like okay fine <laughs> fine, fine fine I, I am an unwilling enthusiastic consenter okay <laughs> but I mean this is this is similar to Devil's Bride in that they 
get intoxicated on each other's bodies. Oh, yeah, no, they, like, he keeps wanting to talk to her to, like, t- say, hey, I do want to talk to you about my feelings, and they just keep having sex yeah. instead. He's like, let's talk, and she's like, let's not. <laughs> and he's like, no, I want to talk, and she's like, I don't. And then she, like, drops to her knees, and he's like, what were words? I and forget them. he's like, them. yeah, you know. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Hmm. She just wants to get some. She just, like, she literally will not let him talk. Yeah. She's upset. She's like, why are you distracting me from the only (laughs) thing I care about right now? She's like, you're in my room at (laughs) night. Why? What are the words? You are are talking to me and I don't get it. Your mouth should be used for other things. (laughs) I have better things to do with you. Mm -hmm. Um, So we do have a section for Lauren with with weird literary stuff. We already talked about the reins. Oh, yeah. Um, Humph. (laughs) The word... (laughs) She uses the word hump a lot. Uh, hump is used, you know, just as an, an, an interjection, but it's also used as a verb. Uh, so I actually, it's used 32 times in this book, sometimes as a verb, as in she humped, she inwardly humped, she swallowed a hoity hump. Patience does it the most, but Vane does it himself. <laughs> Lane found the best instance. Um... So Harry is talking to his mom, Horatia, a, a, a noble woman in olden time. And, and so Horatia, in response to Harry saying, like, I don't want to get married, in the text, humphed whatever. <laughs> Which I just, I cannot picture this, like, matron of an olden timesy family responding to her son with, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. In she, a she, public setting. She humphed it, so I'm like, Whatever. <laughs> That is my favorite instance. It is pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. On the other hand, she does have these turns of phrase that I really like. So, like, one time Vane sits down elegantly asprawl. I don't know. I liked that one. It's good. (laughs) That's a good one. Um, And, yes, as usual, we've got some wonderful alliterative (laughs) verse. So, for example, I found my favorite ones with a soft curse. He stepped back and stripped both boots and breeches. Thank you for putting the letters in parentheses in case I can't tell what sounds you're making. Or she let the soft silk fall forgotten from her fingers. (laughs) Or look, this one is not even in a sex scene. (laughs) Gerard sat on the box seat beside him, idly studying the scenery. My favorite is the next one you wrote. First of all, you had two number ones. <laughs> this is four, but it's labeled three. What can and it I says, say? even under the full force of her fire, and then her her parenthetical is F obs. <laughs> like, it's not obvious what the rest of them are. <laughs> Look, there's box seat, which I called an S, even though there's an X in there. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Italicized chaise, which uh, Lane identified in Devil's Bride, continues unabated. She just randomly italicizes stuff. I do not understand. Uh, And their chests swell a lot. His chest swells. Her chest, her breasts and chest swell. Whenever women talk about their breasts swelling and Lauren's in particular, they think about how heavy they are. Yeah. I do think, so Lawrence is weird because it, it doesn't seem like it's like the nipple. It seems like it's no, the it's whole, whole boob. boob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, look, I've had boobs for a long time. puberty. <laughs> and I can't say that I've ever noticed them getting measurably, measurably bigger in a like single afternoon encounter. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. 
And it's like, it's not, yeah, it's not over the space, not puberty, right? Right. It's not over the space of several years. Or even like, you change your birth control and stuff gets <laughs> right. weird. Like, all right, We start girl. making out and she's like, my breasts are swelling. They're just, I'm, it's one thing if they think, oh, I'm so aware of them or something. Yeah. I don't know. But no, they're or, like. Or they felt bigger I don't know but it's they swell they swell they they all get they actually get yeah yeah but <laughs> this book is I mean I here's the thing it's not new so you can't you don't you can't approach it as it it, it doesn't have the same flavor as Devil's Bride because when you read Devil's Bride you don't know what in the world you're getting into you just don't know <laughs> then it's a lot of making out next to a corpse and yeah yeah that one's weird but then this, <laughs> this one is also weird but in a in a different way well and i also thought it was interesting so clearly the sinister clan thinks about themselves constantly but in this one the family only shows up for like random mm -hmm. interludes it's yeah. really vain's book in a way that even devil's bride yeah wasn't so isolated yes anyway it was a different kind of batchet yeah well and they talk a lot about this book i think is the one that introduces the sinister bride Yes, as a concept. As well, a concept. They talk about the they sister about wife as a concept a little in the bit, first one. But not, I feel like not quite as much. Because in this one, Minnie talks about it. Right. It's like it's something it's other like people known know. Thing. Yeah. She's like, oh, a sinister bride. Is the only one who can control, who can control sinister men. That's right. Sinister men can't be controlled except for a sinister bride. I hate it. <laughs> but you also love it. But I love it. You guys, <laughs> I would love to tell you we're not going to be reviewing the rest of these. But that's not going to happen. No, because honestly, if they keep being this level of insane... Lane, you are going to freak out I, at the next book. Like, you are literally going to freak. These are like several hundred pages, too. These aren't short. No, they're not and short. And I chew through them in like a night. I'm like, what... Why can't I? Thing. Why can't I stop? And here's the: th I do not know what crack is in, in these, this prose. Not, I can't say I recommend it. No, but you, <laughs> if you pick it up, you will not put it down until it's over. You know. And I'm trying to read so many books that are like quote unquote good right now, and they're taking forever. And I pick up Stephanie Lawrence, <laughs> who is objectively bad, and I'm like, shit, it's three thirty in the morning. What happened? What happened here? But like. Okay, the next one is Scandal's Bride. Oh, well, that was obvious from the end, because Scandal's going back to claim his yeah. mother's... Scandal's headed back up to Scotland. But I'm just telling you, it's so weird. So <laughs> weird, Lane. Like, you are going to freak at this next book. That's all I have because, to say. Look, if you want a couple hours of insanity to make you forget everything. Like, you wanna talk about escapism? This alternates between really sexy and makes so little sense your whole brain is engaged in trying to like yeah. process the words well, on the page. I, I think there's a different kind of logic that exists yeah. in Sinster World. Yes. You know, like the, like like the it's like the laws of physics are different. Yes, you know, gravity does not exist. Up is not up. Down is not yes. down. Well, and they like talk about wh why saying that you love someone it, they can't say it because then it makes them vulnerable and they're conquerors, so they can't do it. But even then, sometimes they're like, yeah, but just feeling this way is just as bad as saying it. So why shouldn't I say? It's just really weird. But if you accept the logic of sinster world then then you can you know i think maybe if you like fantasy or science fiction it might be easier to get into oh, these books oh maybe because it's like a mirror universe 
And you just have to relearn all the rules. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's not just, it's like world building. And ways of speaking. Yes. <laughs> anyway, if you want to be thoroughly entertained with interjections of porn for a couple hours, Look, guys, I think I have Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> That's the problem. All of a sudden, you're like, well, you could read a Riggs vow. <laughs> I like, I hate this because the answer is I'm going to read these again. Oh. I'm going to reread them. And they're not good. Every time you finish one, you're like, you're like halfway through and you're like, okay, this is going to be the last one. And then you read the next, the final chapter and you're like, oh, scandal, huh? <laughs> I'd like to read about his love story. <laughs> this is how they get you. It's how like they get it, you. this is a gateway drug. It is. It is. The sensors are the gateway drug to. I don't even know what. I don't actually. I don't know what the next level is. I don't want to know. It's a gateway drug just to the sensor world. Yeah. Oh God, what are we gonna end up reading next? As I told you, scandals, scandals. No, but I mean, like, if we have to grow oh, beyond. I know. This. If you have to grow beyond, I do not. I don't know. I don't know what's the next level up from sinster. If anybody has any suggestions, please we, let us know. Like, honestly, we will read it. Not kidding. So, as always, thank you for listening. We would love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe.